Well, good morning, everybody. This is Michael Smalley, and I'm continuing my morning devos for couples. And we are going through the 28 statements from Jesus that will transform your marriage. So we've, um, it, you know, we've talked about the incredible importance of intimacy with Christ, uh, what that looks like. But today, it, today is a big day because today I'm going to talk about the cost of following Christ, the cost of the freedom that comes in a genuine relationship with Christ. And remember, all this stuff is transforming your marriage or your relationship because that's what Jesus does. He starts healing your heart. He gives you wisdom. You get the gift of the Holy Spirit. But this freedom, it all comes at a cost. And so today, we're gonna, we're gonna talk through Matthew 10, 37, and 38, Luke 14, 26, and 27, and Mark 8, 34. You might be wondering about my current surroundings. I'm actually at my dear friend Casey McCown's uh, hunting lodge, which is a kind word. So if you can see like dead deer antlers, and uh, I actually have my nine millimeter right over here <laughs> on a coffee table just hanging out because that's what guys do when we go to the ranch. We get to be real men. So the cost of freedom, right? So we talked, I think yesterday, it was John 1.43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me, right? And, and when he said it to the fishermen, he's like, come follow me. They threw their nets down immediately. But what is the cost of following him? Our theme so far has been to not just believe, but obey, to respond and don't waste time doing what Jesus desires most. That is where we find freedom. But what is that cost? What is the cost of following, following him? Well, there's three main costs that I'm gonna highlight for this morning's devotional, okay? It costs you your family, and you can read about that in Matthew 10, 37, and 38. And don't forget, if you want the notes and if you want the audio that I'll give after this uh, broadcast, then you can go to smalleyinstitute.com and you can sign up for the uh, couple's devotional. And it's a whole course and it'll drip this content to you. And that's where you can just read further in what we're studying. So it costs you your family. There, the reality is that not everyone's family follows him. And, and some of you have families that claim to follow him, but you don't really see any of the fruit, right? There's a lot of unforgiveness. There's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of jacked up behavior towards you and towards others. And, and just by their life, it makes you wonder. Now, we don't get to judge that because we can't know the hearts of someone, but Jesus does. But the truth is we're learning if you're following him, you're not the same. You can't be the same. Because if you're actually following him and you've fallen in love with him, then you're obeying his commands. Well, sometimes his commands are going to go right up against what your family desires, right? This is when um, the young man said, I want to be a disciple. And Jesus said, you know, okay, man, come on. And he was like, well, just can I have time to go back and say, you know, goodbye to my family? And Jesus said, no, this isn't about them. Now, in the Jewish culture back in the day, what that young man was really saying is that I'm going to go back home and it's not going to be a one-day visit, two-day visit like it is today. And, and, and even bigger is what Jesus knew is he's going to go back into the environment where there is non-belief and, and his family 
because of their culture, is going to spend a great deal of energy trying to convince him not to go back. And Jesus knew that that temptation is probably going to be too difficult to resist. So he had to leave his family behind. Many of you watching and and listening have have had to leave your family. And that doesn't mean that you reject them. doesn't mean that you stonewall them. But it does mean the relationship is going to change. And, And there are going to have to be some healthy boundaries. And you are going to make decisions that go directly against what your family wants. And, and so you might end up being cut off because of what you have to do to be obedient to Christ. Uh, in your family, it comes down even to your spouse. I, I think one of the greatest plagues and problems in American marriages today is that so many believers don't know, don't understand, don't recognize how they have turned their spouse, turned their wife, turned their husband into an idol, because that's kind of what all this comes down to. If I follow him, he's the most important thing in my life, and I obey him more than anything else, more than family, more than culture, more than uh, fear itself. I got to obey Christ regardless of family or circumstances. But when it comes to our spouse, this person that we're supposed to be connected to and we're, we're supposed to bond and we're supposed to have this incredible intimacy, it's easy for the enemy to uh, set your spouse up over Jesus. And, and the tricky part is a lot of you think and say and you actually believe falsely or inaccurately that, no, no, Jesus is more important, you know, because I'm saying that. However, how you live your life out, which is what Jesus is going to hold you accountable to, you live your, your, your actions are, are showing Christ, they're showing me that, uh, you know, not so fast. Because you can tell that you've set your spouse up to be an idol when their behavior and their actions impact you to a point of dissatisfaction in life, unhappiness anxiety, fear, because all that means is I need you to get better. Or or a lot of people say, I I mean, why am I supposed to do the right thing if, if he's not willing to do the right thing? So you're a victim, which adults and followers of Christ are not victims, right? So you put your, your spouse and set them up as an idol in your life when when their actions and behavior determine, because where does my joy and satisfaction in life come from. I mean, we say that all the time. We sing about it all the time. But we don't actually show that, right? Because when your spouse is being resistant, when they're being lazy, when they're being unhealthy, when they're when they're addicted, you, you know, you're like, well, how am I supposed to be satisfied? Well, you can. The truth is you can still be satisfied because your hope, joy, satisfaction in life <clears throat> comes from up here, not from out here and definitely not from your spouse. And so the cost is you have to release your spouse. You have to go, hey, I love you, and, and I'm gonna love you unconditionally, but you know this behavior is hurting me, and here's how I'm feeling, here's how it's hurting me, here are my needs, and then let it go. You have to release that, and then you have to go, okay, clearly this relationship is, is not good right now, so I still have to do the right thing. Well, how am I going to do the right thing? That's only, when you're in a tough situation with a spouse, the only way that you're going to be able to handle yourself right, be able to react 
in a healthy manner to their sin and unhealthiness is by plugging into the power source, by plugging into Christ, because he will infuse you through the power of the Holy Spirit to turn the other cheek, to walk that extra mile, to lay down your life, even though they don't deserve it. But don't forget, you didn't either. When when Christ crawled up on that cross, you didn't deserve that. Your life hasn't been perfect. You've been nasty, addicted, sinful, and he did it anyways. And his expectation is that we also do that for others. That's one of the way we love others. So it costs you your family. Make sure this morning, ask, pray right now, Lord, have I set my spouse up as an idol? And if so, you don't need to run to your spouse and go, you're an idol because you're so terrible. And I blah. No, that's you. So if the Lord reveals, yeah, you have, then just repent on the spot and just say, Lord, forgive me. I, I do not want my spouse to be more important than following you and loving you. It costs you your own life. So what are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice your home, your comforts, your possessions, frankly, even your very life? I mean, it, it, it is a high cost, and he said there's gonna be suffering. Are you willing to go through the difficulties that are inevitable in following Christ? And, and that doesn't mean there's not gonna be unbelievable highs because I've had healings in my life that were just miraculous, things that I did not deserve, things that I had pleaded for for 17, 20 years that the Lord just did that. I mean, it was just, wow. So you're gonna have that, but are you willing to stick with him through the hard times? And then lastly, and this one might, it might not be the most painful, it might be the most difficult, it's gonna cost you your pride. That's Mark 8, 34. Your own life, by the way, is Luke 14, 26 and 27. So this one can hurt us deeply because we must recognize our complete and utter dependence on him. We can't do it. We can't do it, but he can. I can remember a client I had once who had um, been viciously abused by a father and crying in my office, she just said, I can't. I can't forgive him for what he did. And I just kind of paused and, and as softly and with you know as kind tone as I could muster, I just looked at her and said, you're right, you can't. And her eyes kind of went, uh, you're not supposed to agree with me, you're supposed to be helping me. I'm like, oh, hold on. No, you can't, but Christ can. The Holy Spirit can, and, and, and God can. They love you. They desire the best for you. So all I'm asking is that you're just willing to be willing to forgive him. And, and for what I have found and experienced is that is typically when it's really, really deep woundedness, that's where you're gonna start, is just going, Lord, I don't want this. Lord, I think it's impossible, but I trust you. And so I don't know how you're gonna beep, pull this off, but I know you can. So I'm just gonna trust you and keep following you and keep obeying you. So in essence, following Christ, really being a disciple is gonna cost you anything you value more than him. So we must accept and follow Jesus's leadership, command and guidance. We have to, there is no other option. 
How does this help your relationship? Freedom. That's what we get. It might cost us our freedom here on earth, but man, our goal, this is a blip on the timeline, right? We, you know, if we're lucky, 80 years, and then we're done, and it's now eternal, and that's where the freedom comes. But we also get to experience freedom on earth as well by following him. When Jesus is number one, you can't help but react to that person, to your spouse who matters most to you, in the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit again? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Like Jesus is like, man, I am never going to punish you for behaving in these ways. And so it helps your relationship because as you grow more intimate with Christ, it is going to come out in your behavior and how you react to your spouse when he or she is being a big turd. So here's a great quote from Mark Twain. Kindness is the language with which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Kindness changes people. It is hard for someone to resist a kind reaction to their poor behavior. And the more you can react to your spouse in a kind way, the more you are setting your spouse up to succeed and to become that disciple and to experience the freedom and maturity and the wisdom that comes in following him. So here's the three questions for this morning that I want to encourage the two of you to uh, ask each other. And as always, remember, be gracious, be kind, uh, be cautious with your tone. So you need to be thoughtful when you're asking and also when you're responding. And remember, these questions I'm wanting you to respond to the question to your spouse, not like, you know, use this question as a weapon to um, accuse and judge and condemn and criticize. Okay, so question number one, is there anything in my life I have put above Jesus? So what, a, what an awesome thing to discuss with each other. When's the last time you've ever talked about that? I think, I think that first question is going to be meaningful. Question number two, have there been times in your life you had to choose Jesus over your family? What was that experience like for you? So this is just another opportunity to get to know your spouse better, right, on a deeper level and to hear the pain and to hear, hear the hurt and to hear the successes. Question number three, what is the ultimate result of freedom in Jesus? And remember, I kind of hinted, you know, kind of throughout the middle and at the end there, what that ultimate result is. So I just want you guys to be able to discuss that um, incredible gift of intimacy with Christ and what it results and how it impacts your relationship. All right, everybody, I will be signing off. Don't forget, go to smalleyinstitute.com. You can sign up for the morning devotional course. Uh, you can check out we're doing during this insane uh, COVID-19 time. We have started doing virtual intensives. I did my first one last Saturday, and I have another two-day virtual intensive this week. So I, I have been blown away at the at, – at, I actually prefer now doing a virtual intensive. The couple I just worked with uh, last Saturday for an entire day, we went from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m., uh, with a lunch break, but at the end of that intensive, the uh, wife shared 
how valuable the time was and how she actually, because they'd done counseling before, traditional, like, you know, in person, she's like, I gotta be honest, this was way more comfortable emotionally, this was more comfortable physically. Uh, I prefer doing this virtually. So thank you know, she just thanked us, thanked us and Smalley Institute for providing these. So you, if you're stressed out, it's never been uh, less expensive to do these. And you might be very surprised on how effective a virtual intensive can be.